0: Hey, I'm Hassel. And I'm JP. And welcome back to Pulled Corks
1: Podcast.
0: Alright, guys, this is episode 5. And uh, we got this is a weird one we got for you. Are you ready to really geek out with us? Yeah, this one's gonna get a little nerdy, a little science-y. Absolutely. Well, we're gonna try. See, some of you know this, some of you don't know this, but we have a uh, we have a wine school, and we like to teach people, particularly, mostly Americans that are over here in Europe, and we teach them about, you know, how to go shopping for wines and things like that, so we're used to talking a lot about different wines, but I'll be honest, this is one we haven't really, we've never talked this before.
1: Not, so, not in depth.
0: If our science sounds a little shaky, that's because it's a little shaky. <laughs> but the science that actually happened is not shaky. So that's just going to be us. But uh, we, we think we've got a, a decent grasp on this because this is just crazy stuff. And what we're going to be talking about is, well, primarily the, the point we wanted to share with you guys, two different types of wine. We're going to do two episodes. One episode was going to be about uh, Gruner Vatliner. Yeah. It will be two two stories in one episode, basically. right? And the other is uh, Gewürztraminer. Yeah. And the reason we decided to combine these episodes is because they're so weird how these two lines are connected to each other, and a ton of there's a ton of other wines connected to this. But we, you know, this could we don't have the four hours to get into
1: it to, to yeah. tell you the whole thing. So many of these grapes that are really famous in the Germanic countries they're actually all cousins. Yes. And actually they're cousins
0: with French ancestry, <laughs> which is really interesting. <laughs> so we have the Grüner Veltliner and it is which I guess we're going to try to talk about it first. Yeah. Or I think we start with we this. can start with that and then we're going to get more complicated. So the Grüner Veltliner Uh, It's been around since Roman times, uh, so they think. It's uh, named from uh, Veltlin, which is in... uh, I think northern Italy. Northern Italy, Italy, right. But they think that the grape actually originated
1: in Austria, more than likely. Yeah, the thing is like Grüner Veltliner, you always hear about it. It's like the iconic Austrian grape. The funny thing is, last year we went to Austria to a culinary event as journalists. We were invited. It was beautiful. It was nice, and we didn't get a sip of Grüner Veltliner there. No, we did not. That we was had really Rieslings. Strange. We had all kinds of French wines, but not a sip of Gr- uh, Grüner Veltliner.
0: Yeah, it was really odd. It, we kept we kept noticing that, like everywhere we went, no one would offer
1: us any Grüner. So it was just really it was kind of strange. So we got a really nice bottle today to make up for this.
0: Yes, absolutely. So Gruner Veltliner it's it's a crossbreed of two other grapes. This is what made this. So uh, they think it's a crossbreed of either the Sauvignon, also grape the grape of Jura, which is also called treminer. And well, we didn't know it was also Recently, I believe, through DNA, they found out that it's the same grape as Trevenor. But that's important later, so we'll come back to that. So they think Sauvignon and some other grape, some unknown, just random grape, or a Pinot Noir and some some other grape. But what we do know is either the Sauvignon or the Pinot Noir are one of the parents. Yes. And also either the Sauvignon or the Pinot Noir are a half sibling. So we don't know that no one knows which one is the parent and which one is the sibling, half sibling. So it but we do know it is related to both the Sauvignon, the grape of Jura slash Trevener, and the Pinot Noir. So it's related to of both Burgundy. Of, them, of Burgundy, France. But also, <laughs> also Sauvignon. Is a descendant from the Burgundy grapes as well. It's, it comes from Pinots, yeah. so the whole thing—it's just—it's it, kind of like old European royalty lines. <laughs> Basically, they are <laughs> it's a, crossbred forever. A lot of inbreeding and a lot of uh, mutation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so yeah, so so you have this, this, this cross. And it uh, it gives you this wonderful wine, like Grüner Veltliner, and uh, we have a wonderful
1: example here today from the uh, Weingut Knoll Yeah, in the Wachau. it's one of the most iconic regions of Austria. Mm-hmm. It's at the Danube River. It's terraced vineyards. It's ancient, like pre-Roman. There, like they found Celtic viticulture there.
0: Ah, that's right, that's right. It's You don't hear about that a lot. You always hear about the Greeks, the Phoenicians, the Romans bringing all these wines and spreading them everywhere. There was wines already in Wacao from the Celts. Yeah,
1: so there were Celtic tribes that viticulture adopted even pre-Roman. That is
0: pretty crazy. You don't really hear about that very much. And it's
1: very interesting. So back to, to Knoll. Knoll is uh, one of the Vinea Wacao uh, really iconic producers. They have really nice like Baroque labels with the Holy Saint Urban the protector of the grape wine. It, yeah, it's picturesque. Some. Yeah, it um, looks like this looks like a bottle you would see in a museum or something. Yeah, or in a tourist trap but this is <laughs> not a tourist trappy wine. This is the real deal. Knoll is famous. They make one of the best greeners of the Bacau. We have a 2016 uh, Feterspiel. Maybe you explain the classifications.
0: So Feterspiel
1: that means... Uh, feather, feather play. Yes, yeah. feather
0: play, yeah. So, kind of like in german wines, which we'll get into this in another episode, they have, you know... Um, the cabinets and the know. So. so this is kind of the same thing, except this... Harvest has a lot to do with this but they classify it on alcohol percentage. So the steinfeder, which means stone, feather. stone feather, it's up to 11.5% alcohol. So the lightest of them. Right. And the Spiel, which is what we're having now, is between 115 and 12.5% alcohol. So the medium level of alcohol. And the last one is the... Uh, s-
1: smarakt, smarakt, Which means emerald and actually refers to the emerald lizard. Like an emerald green colored lizard Right. lives in the sunniest vineyards only. So they get the most sun, the most ripeness, and the most alcohol.
0: And it, yeah, that, is, that classification is 12.5% and up.
1: Yeah. So as strong as it gets right. in, in the Danube River area.
0: So as awesome as this region is, they were rocked by scandal in 1985.
1: So it's a couple of years ago, so the younger listeners might not know it anymore. So they were they, were, they were wanting to
0: sweeten their wines up.
1: So yeah, in a, in a country where the sugar and alcohol content of the wine is really important mm-hmm. and sells better, they wanted to cheat.
0: Right, and uh, well, they didn't even add sugar to their wine to sweeten it up. They went even cheaper than that. They used uh, glycol,
1: diethylene glycol.
0: Yes, uh, you've probably heard of it. It's one of the ingredients in the antifreeze in your car, yeah. so you don't <laughs> want to drink that. You don't it's not it's actually harmful. harmful. It's not, but you don't want it in your wine. It's not
1: legal to put it in your wine. It is a food additive. You will see it in a lot of your foods. So, yeah, they got caught. They got caught. And it ruined the reputation of not only Austrian but also German wine. Yes, because they were selling a lot of this to German, German markets and German producers. And they were blending the Austrian wines into their Leopfrau milks and Peace Porters and whatever and exporting that and they had to recall it. Some German producers even had to change the names of their companies. Yeah. So it, it had a huge impact.
0: It was an awful, awful scandal, and but uh, Austria is starting to bounce back finally. Germany uh, also, and so is Germany, Germany more so than Austria, I
1: would say. They it's, both, yeah, they both put a lot of effort in quality production, writing right. wines, and Knoll is like way up there. So we don't have to worry about any glycol in our wines today. This yeah. is. Uh,
0: we're gonna have some good. So, anyways, back to our weird story. Yeah. Right. So we're talking about this stuff with the uh, the Sauvignon, the tr- or Treminer, and uh, its weird uh, ancestral ancestral in- relationships to become what it was, and so the that brings us to the other wine we're going to be trying today, a Gewürztraminer.
1: We will have two different Gewürztraminers today. Very different, but both very special and very rare and limited.
0: Yes. So Gewurztraminer, so as we were talking about the Sauvignon grape, also known as Treminer, which we know now, it it mutates really easily. Like, I mean, it's a mutation itself way down the line from the Pinot grapes until it became its own family of grapes, the Treminer's. And as they moved this wine around, it started mutating more and more. So the, there are several different kind. I mean, some are forgotten. Some are still there that you've never heard of. And then there's plenty of others, but there's a, a bunch of these Treminers. And they also
1: have different names depending on the region. Yeah, yeah even the
0: yeah. same one could have different names in different places. But uh, this one, it was a standout. And as it moved... East, uh, it became a big standout and it's actually Termi- well, Terminer, uh Italy, correct? Tramina. Yeah. sorry, Tramina, Italy. The, the, That's where the, the name is. Tramin.
1: yeah, it's in, in the Alto Adige or South Tyrol. Yes. It belonged to Austria before. Now it's in a part of Italy. Right. So this uh, one particular
0: mutation ended up being very spicy, very extremely aromatic. Yeah, you, you get all the flavors of... These fruity. crazy fruity flavors. Uh, you're getting... Diver- diverse means spicy, spice. spice. Uh, so you, it was definitely like... It's just crazy. I mean, there's... You need to try diversity. Right? There's not another wine... You can't compare it to anything. There's not another wine that tastes like it. It's different. It stands out. There are people oh about... It's all wines taste the same. Well, like it doesn't taste like anything else.
1: Usually fuller bodied, low low in acidity and high in alcohol. Yes, so and it's very viscous. And, and different places very, produce very it already. differently.
0: You can get them bone dry. You can get them very sweet, even
1: sticky. Uh, sticky uh, sweet. Uh, sweet
0: sometimes uh, you can get them as ice wine. You can get them as a Baron's Rock and or an mm. Al's an Al's I should say correctly. And <laughs> but uh, it's it's one of those it, it popped up and that's one that you will hear about. That's a Treminer. You'll hear about Gavert's Treminer more than you'll hear about just Treminer. or the other or the other name for it, Sauvignon. And uh, so it's just this crazy stuff and it's it's everywhere now now they grow it in Italy they grow it in uh, it's really famous in all sauce France. Yes. It's one of the primary grapes of Alsace, and it's also, speaking of Alsace, right across this invisible line, the border into Germany
1: in the Pfalz. Yeah, it's, it's one of the iconic grapes in the Pfalz, too. And they make it a little sweeter and a little lighter than an Alsace with a wonderful touch of lychee and yes. exotic fruit and
0: it's still a punch in the nose of those wonderful aromas
1: perfect pairing for Asian food
0: yeah, great with Asian food I love with Thai food
1: Thai food yeah all, and all Southeast Asian
0: food and the dry ones from all sauce are really good with pot stickers oh okay. yeah gyoza yeah or uh, if you're all kinds of dumplings mm-hmm. or if you're in Korea it's called mandu yeah um, but, yeah, it's really good with that. Actually, you know what? I want to try it. I want to go get some uh, pierogies and yeah, try a good That's and a good idea. Some like of the Russian
1: or Polish...
0: Uh, yeah, the Polish dumplings. So we'll try that out. That might be pretty good. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's kind of... Uh, we can get really deep into the story and the science of it and how the, uh, the, the, the genome... Yeah, they, they call it a slippery G And it's just this huge
1: branch But these are the famous ones The Veltliner yeah. And the, the, the Gewurztraminer These are the two that uh, Also the Sauvignon of uh, Jura Yeah,
0: and Sauvignon of Jura Now that's another weird one it's I are talking very, about the Gewurztraminer yeah, being completely different The ones from Jura That's really, I don't even know how to describe it We have a friend in Japan
1: Who man, really likes the Loves it, named
0: Satoshi yeah. He says they are exotic no, no, erotic, erotic, wine. erotic wines. Yeah. So, uh, if you want to try an erotic wine,
1: you might you try a Chateau Chalon yeah, from Jura. Exactly. Okay, I think we covered the theory. I hope we didn't bore you too much with our nerdiness. And I, I, I hope think we got it right. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. So, let's get into it. So, we're going to go with the... So, we should do the, the gruner first. Yes. Because that kind of, mineral will just destroy our mouths. Yeah. <laughs> it's a young and light, dry style. They use big old oak barrels, so we won't get a lot of oak on this. Mm-hmm. Not No, no great age, it's 2016. So let's give it a try. One thing I like about Grüner is Grüner German, green,
0: correct? Yeah, uh, green. And uh, it, it smells green usually,
1: grassy. Yeah. You get some herbaceousness, not as strong as in Sauvignon Blanc, Right. It's different. So very clean on the nose. Yes, this is a very clean one. Very light yellow lemon color.
0: I've had some of these before that smelled. Not this one. This one's very clean and very
1: nice. I've had some that smelled like a lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> now this is not as green as I expected. No, be, but yeah, we have a später Spiel, so it's kind of more ripeness than you get in right more ripe and a little young. But we usually, typically, drank young.
0: There's the green. Now you get. The green. <laughs>
1: Like fresh, grassy, greeny. Definitely, um, and taste buds. in the aftertaste, this is typical for the Grüne Balkina, and that kind of builds the bridge to the Gewürztraminer. You get that white pepper. Yes. You get that peppery aftertaste. The, the Austrians call it Pfeffel, uh-huh. the, the little pepper, the pepperiness. Yeah. And you always get this with a good Grüne. It's definitely there. It's, it's definitely. This is a very well-done Gruner. It's very typical. This is a textbook Gruner. I I wish uh, we would have had this while we were in Austria. Yeah, why didn't they give it to us?
0: They gave us everything. Actually, they gave us very little wine from Austria.
1: (laughs) More French wine than Austrian. Exactly. If it was Austrian, it was Riesling. Yes. Yeah, this is a really good example for Gruner. Lina Pears. Well, with all kinds of foods, Mm -hmm. especially seafood. Also, I like it really much with uh, fried food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, this would... Even fried chicken. That's what I was going to say. This would be great with fried chicken. It's a light wine. Very, very easy to enjoy. And the, the, the green aroma is not too strong. No,
0: not at all. Very nice greener. Well done. Very well balanced wine. Yeah. So... On to the Gewürztraminer. So we travel far
1: back to where we live, to the Pfalz. Just down the road from us. Just down the road. To the little village of Edesheim, Mm -hmm. where the winery of Oberhofer is. And they have in the neighboring village of Brot, under uh, an old castle ruin, there is a picturesque village, antique, nice houses, almost resembling Alsace. Mm-hmm. Uh, really Disney-style. All the half timbered buildings. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there's the Rota Rosengarten, which is, according to the Guinness Book of Records, the a, oldest vineyard in the world. So the oldest or vines. They still produce... Still in-use vineyard that ah. never changed. So this place has vines that are... 400 years. 400 years old. So when Columbus boarded his ship to sail to the Americas, they were planting those wines. And they survived the 30 years war, two world wars, French-Prussian wars. You can't imagine what happened in the falls. Like even the population of that area was like annihilated. There were 5% yeah. left. New people came in. And those great wines they weren't ripped out. They were still alive. And they're still here now and they're still carrying grapes. And that winery makes us an extremely limited edition, only small bottles. A couple of hundred bottles a year of this wine. Well, I'm sure that
0: you know four hundred plus year old they don't grape vines don't give much give many grapes. <laughs> so they work organically,
1: so we could expect a lot of terroir in this. And yeah, we should give it a try. Absolutely. I'm, I'm quite curious. So the winemaker told me it's a dry style. All
0: right. So my brain tells me to think about Alsace. It's a
1: 2014 uh, Spätlese. Dry. Ah, dry Spätlese. Spätlese is German for uh, late, late harvest. harvest yeah. It's like the Vendange Tardif in Alsace, it's the late harvested grapes. Now, this
0: is a much more, I'm going by guessing this has to do with the age of the, uh, the vine. But uh, it's a little bit restrained. It is it's not. It's uh, not uh, as powerful as most Gewurztraminers. Yeah, it's
1: definitely. But it's still you can tell this is a Gewurztraminer instantly. Um I would say like <laughs> the the German winemakers. So excuse my language, but they they would say it doesn't smell like a whore, it smells like a lady. <laughs> when it comes to Yeah. <laughs> like the young wines, the low quality, they say they smell like a whore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so they are very direct in their language. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but this smells like a lady.
0: And it tastes like a delicious Gewürztraminer, but a
1: very... The acidity is quite high for a Gewürztraminer. So it's really fresh, it's not sticky at all, it's very light on the palate. It's not as full bodied as uh, I It's uh, not a typical yeah. diversioner. It's a I think it's a very food friendly version of it. Yes. No residual sugar in here. But it, it still has the aroma.
0: And these vines are in the Guinness Book of World Records, correct? Yeah, I think. The so. oldest uh, oldest yes. vines that are still yeah. producing wine. wine. That is amazing. I bet these things are the size of trees.
1: Yeah. Well, the, the If the we get the opportunity, we'll have a little drive down there and shoot some pictures. Yeah, that, that sounds, sounds amazing. That sounds really good. Wow, let me have a look at this bottle. It's a, it's a half bottle. They're only selling it in half bottles. Mm-hmm. And it's about between 30 and 40 euros for a half bottle. Considering what it comes from, that's not bad and you get a certificate that it's actually from that vineyard and that the wines are 400 year, years old. Yeah. So this is a very high quality Gewurztraminer.
0: It is. Now that, you hear people talk about old vine, old vine this, old vine that. This, this, this is old, old vine. vine. <laughs> Beat that. It's very, <laughs> it's it's very delicate and it's nice. It's pleasant. It's, not what you normally get with a diverse demeanor, but you can still taste it's a diverse you know, there's no doubt about it. Blind, you'd still say diverse yeah. it, it's
1: really, really like long in the aftertaste. It never ends. Yeah. Basically it's it's an intense wine. And twelve and a half percent alcohol. Actually I was it's much lower than you expect. Yeah, I was thinking thinking it would be more than that. So there's a lot of terroir, there's a lot of extract, and not that much sugar or alcohol. And that's what I like about this one. So, off to the last one. Last one,
0: now this one is very special. I've had this before, so have you. We had this uh, last July. And I remember it well. I've been thinking about it ever since.
1: That was on our trip to Austria, actually. It was
0: on the trip to Austria, we had
1: this wine. And it is made by uh, Eimer, Weingut Eimer. Weingut Eimer. It's a second generation uh, biodynamic winemaker. So the current winemaker is Vincent Eimer. And his father actually started the organic biodynamic farming in the mid-80s. Right. So their vineyards are pretty clean of all pesticides. It's uh, in the Pfalz, a little bit north of Oberhofer. That we just had mm-hmm. A little bit closer to the Rhine River A little bit further away from the really famous vineyards And on the slopes Yes And Ayman is very experimental He's a great fan of Burgundy and Champagne Right So he's making French style wines with French grapes But he still has these old Gewürztraminer vines. So his are not as old as the ones we just tasted. Yeah. But he's using them to make a very special natural wine. And this is special. It's, it's, it's a
0: Gewürztramira orange wine. Yeah, it's skin fermented. So what orange wine means, folks? So a red wine, the wine gets its red color from the skins of the grapes. They leave the skins on for a while, we'll get into it, that into another episode, but they leave the skins on, they, they crush them, they leave the skins in the wine, the wine starts uh, taking the tannin and the pigment from the skin, and that's why it turns red, or else, I mean, if you cut a grape open, a red grape open, a white grape open, they're both the same color inside, so the red wines get all that color from the skin well, white wines, typically, they just press the juice out This actually has been allowed to sit with contact on the skin like a red wine would. So it's
1: extracting tannins and color from Mm. the grape skins and bringing this into the wine.
0: And so a Gewürztraminer is a green or a white and a pinkish sometimes grape. So it's getting these uh, interesting colors and a little bit of tannin. So it's a, a white wine made like a red wine.
1: And then it's even more interesting because it's the, an orange wine made like a sherry. Yes, because after that, he puts it in barrels. They are not fully filled, so mm-hmm. they oxidize a lot a of oxygen contact. They oxidize. And then he's switching the content between barrels year by year. So it's the, called the Solera right. method, which is used in sherry production, usually. Yes, but since it's a skin-contact wine, it won't oxidize it much, as much as a sherry, as a traditional sherry. And it makes the wine incredibly stable. Like yes. the skin-contact already makes it as ageable and stable as a red wine. And then he oxidizes it oxidized it, and, in the barrels and makes it even more stable, almost indestructible. And let me
0: tell you, we tried a lot of wines that day in July of last year in Munich and this was the standout one. yeah it stood out
1: it was like the surprise candidate yeah and it's in this version MDG number three mm-hmm. MDG is uh, short for Mandelgarten which is the vineyard and number three is the third uh, rotation of Solera <laughs> um, so it isn't, it isn't a vintage because they're blended right so it's the Third rotation of his Solera, and it's only 546 bottles of this wine in the world. So, uh, good luck, guys. Good luck, kitchen, <laughs> guys. okay.
0: And we try this. All right. Great so right. orange color. Orange color, cloudy.
1: Little cloudy, yes. Stinky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely a little bit of smell, so mm-hmm. you better decant this. Yes. Give it some air, swirl it in the glass. Yeah, and we do right now. Give it a little,
0: give it a little time here in my glass. So yeah, the smell I'm a fly away.
1: We already know this. And then there's coming this great like, almost like marmalade, orange peel aroma. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah a little bit of that Gewürztraminer perfume
0: yeah so this is definitely not a typical Gewürztraminer but Gewürztraminer works
1: beautifully mm. in this style in this orange style yeah it makes it completely different Mm-hmm. but yeah in this style it has a different personality which is as enjoyable as the other one yeah I agree yep just, just as beautiful as I remember it quite boring oh, the again very fruity it's like Biting into a ripe apple. Yes. And having some orange marmalade on top of that. Yes, it's maybe apple pie with orange marmalade. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. That's a good way to describe it. It's a perfect, like, uh, after meal wine. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit too heavy for an aperitif. Yes. But it is. Yeah, it's really good. It could also be very food friendly with it the could be on the but dish. I wouldn't I wouldn't
0: have yeah. it much of a as a dinner wine maybe after after a light meal mm. a, a light snack maybe this
1: would an after lunch wine yeah after a light lunch this would be this would be a great uh, i have to correct myself it is a great aperitif probably <laughs> maybe it is a bit heavy and it just keeps opening up yeah. and getting better and better. It's getting better and better. You, this wine needs time. And yeah. I, I think in the fridge you can keep it open for two, three weeks and it won't be... Maybe.
0: It, it's it's pretty... Twisted, yeah. It has a... Uh, Hupstra. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's pretty strong. <laughs> and uh, what's the alcohol coming in on this thing? Uh, we're at 13. 13? All right, guys. Well... This has been a complicated one. Yeah. We went all over the place in this episode. We really hope we didn't lose you.
1: <laughs> we didn't geek out too much.
0: Yeah. So it's uh, Gruner and uh, Gewurztraminer. Geberts- Geberts- Honestly, they're two of my favorite styles. I, mean, I just absolutely love the first here. Like That's something
1: that don't let the science scare you away. Try them wherever you find them.
0: Yeah, try them. I mean, diverse from you can find. You can find it in the US. You can find it anywhere.
1: It's, yeah. it's they're delicious. If orange or not. Oh, yeah. Sweet, dry. There's so many different ways, and they're all good. And uh, love it. And the grinners I think. And yeah. they're affordable as well. Yes, they're not expensive. They're not. These are these are not expensive. You can get a great diversity meter for ten fifty between ten and twenty. Yeah. US. So, if you like that episode, give us a thumbs up. Good ratings. Find us on uh, Facebook, Pulled Corks. Instagram at pulled corks. Or JP Pulled Corks. <laughs> <laughs> also Twitter, uh pulled corks. Or an on, on, on our beautiful website. Yes, uh pulled Dash
0: or pull hyphen corks hyphen or dash whatever you want to say pull dash and uh, shoot us an email leave a comment uh, any suggestions gripes bitches complaints uh, let us know we want to hear from you give us a rating if you think it was good give us a one
1: star if it's bad we really
0: hope for that five though please you know
1: and, and tell right. us in which direction you want us to go if you like the nerdy stuff, or if you should be more casual, more tasting notes. Less tasting more, notes, more talk. We're definitely coming up with uh, some interviews. We're already recording and editing. Will take us a couple of weeks, but we're there. Yes, we're
0: definitely there. Uh Also, uh, any requests? Any questions? We would love to answer. We'd love to have enough questions to do a Q&A episode on here and just answer whatever we can okay I think that's it I think that's it
1: yeah alright everybody and post post I'm a simple man don't wanna complicate ya
0: complicate ya